Welcome to the Getting Heaven Into People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, a pastor here in New England, and I want to thank you for listening. After two years of the pandemic, almost all of us are hurting in some way, and so many of our churches are reeling. To address the deeply felt need Christians and churches have, I've designed this podcast to invite us to experience deeper healing and freedom over a 40-day journey as we pursue spiritual transformation together. I'm praying today's episode helps you experience greater joy, contentment, and confidence in your life and walk with God. So as you listen, may God's grace and peace be with you. Well, welcome to Getting Heaven in the People. I'm Dave Ripper, coming to you from Crossway Christian Church here in Southern New Hampshire, and I'm so glad that you can join us for day 38 of our 40-day journey of cultivating spiritual freedom so that heaven might get into us and into our families and our churches and ultimately our communities and world for God's greater glory. Thank you for being with us. We are nearing the very end of our time together. And over the last several days, we spent time looking at crafting a curriculum for Christ-likeness, or as many of the ancient Christians called it, a rule of life. And oftentimes that rule of life is a great ideal picture of how following Jesus might look like for us. But then many things happen in our lives that just prevent that ideal from being what we really do. And when tough circumstances come, which they inevitably do, and oftentimes I believe believe the enemy brings some of these tough circumstances in our lives so that we are broken of our rhythm or our pattern or our structure for cultivating Christ's likeness in our lives. And when that happens, which that can happen for a whole variety of reasons, we need spiritual practices to be able to fall back on that are doable that bring us into the presence of God, that help calm us down with very little time. And some of these spiritual practices are what I want to share with you today. And I've simply called these my go-to prayers. Go-to prayers. When I don't know what to pray, don't have enough time to pray, feel like I'm rushed or hurried or anxious or just off. And I want to reset, regroup, regather, get back on uh, the pace and and direction of life that I was on, I often go back to one or many of these go-to prayers. At different times in my life, I have used these go-to prayers to just create a structure of prayer throughout my day, praying multiple of these prayers any given day. And often that's something I still do to this very day. So I've got about a handful of go-to prayers to share with you. Some of these are going to be familiar if you have listened uh, to the other episodes of the podcast. My goal in giving you these prayers is that you might have a way, a tool to reconnect with God quickly and, and pretty easily, no matter where you are or what you're doing, what your mood is, what your emotion is. I would encourage you to memorize these prayers, practice them, pray them so that you can draw on them when you need them most, or even when you just want to pursue God. So the first go-to prayer I call the one prayer, the one prayer. It's taken from Psalm 27, verse four. One thing I ask of the Lord and that I will seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. 
Psalm 27, 4. I love that prayer. It says, the one thing I want in life. Maybe I feel scattered. Maybe I feel uh, just off. It helps me to be recentered. One thing I ask of God that I will seek after to dwell in the house of the Lord. That means I want to be in the very presence of God and to be in the presence of God all the days of my life to behold his beauty and to seek him in his temple. That's the place of sacrifice. That means I want to recall what Jesus has done for me and allow the beauty of his loving sacrifice to become what helps bring beauty to my own way of living. That's the one prayer. I think that's a great prayer to start our days with. Often when I'm making breakfast and it's chaotic with kids running around, that's kind of my dad job in the mornings, get everybody fed before I get to my work. I love to just pray this prayer. It seems to bring peace out of the the chaos, out of the hunger, (laughs) out of the hanger that might be existing in my household. That's the one prayer, Psalm 27.4. The second is one you probably already have in your back pocket memorized, the Lord's Prayer. Let's just pray it together wherever you are. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. If you pray that prayer line by line, slowly, maybe looking at other translations of that prayer, I love Dallas Willard's version of that prayer, especially the line, give us today our daily bread. He says, give us today what we need for today. And then we believe what God brings to our lives this very day is what we need for this day. It just deepens our trust with him. But this is a prayer I think often many people in church history have prayed even around the noontime hour. Lots of prayer books or the praying the, the daily office or the, the praying the hours, the divine hours of others have called them, often situate this prayer right around lunchtime. It's a great prayer to reset, to reflect, to re-enter God's presence if we find ourselves drifting. The third prayer should come as no surprise to you if you've listened to this podcast as we have shared it a lot. I call it the shepherd's prayer. That's Psalm 23. Between the Lord's prayer and Psalm 23, Dallas Willard often said that might just be what his devotional life for any given day would be, especially on busy days. But to soak ourselves in these words, not to hurry past them, but to soak ourselves in the Lord's prayer. Let me pray Psalm 23 over you now. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oftentimes, simply praying the first line, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, or the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing, helps me to be that good soil yet again that can enable 
God's work in and through my life to be most powerful. It softens me. It helps me to remember that God is Emmanuel. He is with us right now. That's the shepherd's prayer. Third is what I would say. This is my identity prayer. Or fourth, this is identity prayer. First, we had the one prayer. Secondly, the Lord's prayer. Third, the shepherd's prayer. Fourth is what I would call the identity prayer. And this is a little identity mantra that I've helped kind of create over the years, heard others uh, like Mark Scandrett, uh, author of Practicing the Way of Jesus, talk about. And here's how the identity prayer goes. Often I just pray this to remind myself if I'm feeling particularly insecure or looking at myself in the mirror and realizing dad bod is just taking over me. And I remember these words. I am a beloved child of God, fearfully and wonderfully made, a creature endowed with infinite significance and worth. And I don't just say that to myself, but I do need that reminder because the enemy, as we have seen, he loves to attack us in the place of our thinking, especially our thinking about ourselves. But I love to turn this into a prayer. God, thank you that you have created me as a beloved child, fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank you that I am a creature, just as I am, endowed with infinite significance and worth. That's well worth memorizing, especially if you're looking in the mirror. It's a great invitation to remind yourself of that deep, deep truth embedded inseparably from the words of Scripture. Number five is what I call the evening prayer, the evening prayer. And it comes from Psalm chapter four, verse eight. I will both lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord, make me lie down in safety. Let me say that again. I will both lie down and sleep in peace for you, O Lord, make me lie down in safety. That's often a prayer I pray when I my head hits the pillow and I'm trying to slow down my furiously moving thoughts that are preventing me from sleeping. I just love to quote this, and it's one I would entrust to you as well. I will both lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me lie down in safety. We are in the care of the Lord who is our keeper, who keeps our coming out and our going in this time on and forevermore. That's Psalm 121 so beautifully says. Let me share two more with you. And these both come from St. Ignatius of Loyola. I've prayed one of them. I'm positive in this podcast and another I might have shared aspects with before. But if not, the first one is often called Anima Christi. And I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but here's what the prayer is. And I'm going to pray this uh, translation, a more modern contemporary version of it for you. Jesus, may all that is you flow through me. May your body and blood be my food and drink. May your passion, death, and resurrection be my strength and life. Jesus, with you by my side, enough has been given. May the shelter I seek be the shadow of the cross. May I not run from the love that you offer. Keep me safe from the attacks of the enemy. And keep calling to me. Until the day when, with all your saints, I shall praise you forever and ever. 
I find myself praying that for almost every day. May all that is Christ flow through me, my thoughts, my emotions, my body, my heart, my relationships, my soul, all those essential aspects of who we are that need to be changed if we want to be changed more and more into Christ-likeness. I love the reminder that with Jesus by our side, enough has been given. I love as well some of the ideas that, boy, may I not run from the love that God offers. It makes me think of how often God is chasing after me, following me with that love and mercy, that hesed of Psalm 23, and yet I miss it. May I not run from the love which you offer. And may God keep calling to us, even when we fall short, even when we stumble. And then lastly is another prayer from Ignatius, and I kind of call it the servant's prayer. During this pandemic, as a leader, and I've shared this with you before, it has been my lifeline of helping me die to self that I might just better serve God. It goes like this. Teach us, dear Lord, to serve as you deserve, to give and not to count the cost, to fight and not to heed the wounds, to toil and not to seek for rest or any escape, to labor and not to seek for any reward, save that of knowing that we have done your will, good Lord. That's another one to remember, to, to memorize. And I think especially when we find ourselves in circumstances we don't want, it's a beautiful reminder to know that I am just merely a servant of the Lord. And may, as Mary prayed, let it be to me according to his word. So as you want to get heaven into your life, I believe some of these go-to prayers are essential for you to memorize because circumstances are not always going to enable you to live out your rule of life, your curriculum for Christ-likeness perfectly. But through these prayers, we can stay connected to God more and more throughout the day. And the more connected, the more our attention goes to the Lord, the more we're going to live interactively with him. And the more we are living like that, the more like Jesus we will be, the more heaven will be getting into us and the more the Lord will use us to help get heaven into our families, our churches, our neighborhoods, our community, and our world. So may you be a person who is blessed with a beautiful praying life in good times and in the tough times. And we'll see you for our final two episodes over the next couple of days. We hope to see you then. Grace and peace, friends.